Welcome to the CBP Suicide Awareness and Prevention Podcast. Today, we are highlighting conversations we've had with fellow CBP employees who have reached out and asked for help. These are very frank conversations dealing with suicide and mental health. So if you are triggered by these topics, please seek out assistance from those who care about you and for the, from those whom you love or a professional source such as the Employee Assistance Program, Peer Support Member, Chaplain, or Veteran Field Coordinator or call the National Suicide Lifeline at 1-800-273-8265. These conversations were conducted by Dr. Kent Corso, a clinical psychologist and CBP's Suicide Prevention Program Manager. He is not the therapist for these guests, nor should this be considered medical advice. In our first clip, Dr. Corso is speaking with Chaplain Will, who is discussing his transition from military to civilian life and how he overcame thoughts of suicide. I think what you say has so much importance. What you're saying there, Chaplain Will, is that the, your reason for getting help, your reason for getting help was to be a better father, a better husband, that that it wasn't about strong or weak. It wasn't about any other reason than to be a better person to them. And that's so important because many people hesitate to get help, whether they're veterans or not. I think the veterans have this value that we're supposed to suck it up and press on. And unless you're literally bleeding out, keep going and let someone else get help. But I'm tough. I'm strong. I can do it. And that's really not what getting help is about at all. It's not about strong or weak. It's about being the person who you value and, and aligning your choices, your decisions, and your actions with your values. And your value was around being a, a good father and a good partner to your wife. Right. Right. And then, you know, I, going back to, to my thoughts at the end uh, there with, with the gun, it, it was not seeing that. It was talking myself into thinking that my family would be better off if I wasn't around that they'd be safer. They'd be safer. Yeah, that's right. There's this common faulty thinking that we're a burden to our family and that they'd be better off without us. And when we talk to families who have survived the death of a loved one, the suicide of a loved one, they say that's the farthest thing from the truth. And it sounds like you fortunately realized that on your own. Not on my own. I, 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 my wife was there um, and because of her, I was, I was, I'll say forced to, to seek help and to, um, to be more open with what I was going through. And I'll, I'll say this about seeking help. Every, every, every person I believe who's in, in the, in this, the, in the chair of therapy or chaplaincy or peer support, I believe they are intentional about serving and, and have the heart to care for people. But they're not always the right fit for you. I, I know agents who will call me instead of the chaplains at their station because they're not comfortable uh, seeking help from the people they know. Uh, I myself went through a couple of therapists before I, I found the right one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, just like plumbers or carpenters or 
heck, even teachers, right? I mean, just just because someone does a specialty doesn't mean that they do it well. It doesn't mean that it's a good fit with you. There's a certain amount of chemistry. It has to work, right? Well, I appreciate you joining us today, Chaplain Will, and talking about this deeply personal but important topic. Any last words for veterans within CVP who might be struggling with suicidal thoughts or suicidal feelings? I would just like them to know that they're not alone. And I would like to acknowledge that their spouses and their children uh, are suffering just as much. And uh, I, I know for one that I want to, I want to do what I can to serve not just the veteran, but the veteran family. No one's immune to the pain uh, when it comes to those who love you. And there is help. There are resources available. You just have to take the step towards them. But I promise you, if you take that step, there will be people who want to walk alongside you, who want to get you moving, who want to help you uh, find your way out. In this next clip, Dr. Corso talks with Paula, who, when she heard one of her employees was considering suicide due to a recent family loss, utilized all the resources available to CBP employees and her personal experience to connect with that employee and assist them in their time of need. So from there, um, you know, when you're thrown, you know, as managers, we get thrown different things all the time. And I've never experienced this before. And so my first thought was, okay, what resources do I have in my fingertips to be able to to handle this, this situation and be able to engage the employee? And I immediately called EAP. And I said, I need help. Here's my situation. I have an employee who just said he wants to take his life. Can you get me somebody that can help me, you know, give me a crash course in two minutes of what to do? And EAP was, was awesome. They gave me this, this counselor who really gave me a crash course of what to ask, what to look for. And she even stayed on the phone on speaker while I was talking to the employee so she could engage as well. Paula, this sounds like something out of a movie. I'll be honest. It sounds like you're, you, you've got a, a lifeline in your ear, an earbud in, and, and you're trying to deal with a crisis. I mean, is that how it felt? Yeah, it, it really did. Um, so from there, you know, she said to me, you're going to have to ask him those tough questions if he wants to harm himself and if he has a plan. Uh, and so when I got in there over to the, the terminal, the, the officer was in a, a, a private room, a, a, an office, door closed with the uh, with the officer that had called concerned about the individual and, uh, and another manager and I walked in and I could see the employee would not make any eye contact head down shoulders down and I thought okay here we go and I sat right across from the employee and I got as close as I possibly could and um I had lost my husband um, a few years back. And so I could see that this officer was in grief and I knew that he had lost his child. And I can't imagine that grief. I understand the grief with losing a spouse, but not losing a child, and especially a child so young. And so I could just see how hurt and how sad he was. And so I had said to him, you know, I explained to him about losing my husband and how I felt 
like I lost an arm and I didn't know how to breathe. And, and then I felt like I lost my identity. And as I'm talking through how I felt and I, you know, I said to him, I was in a really dark place too. I had a very dark voice in my head too. And he finally picked his head up and he looked at me. And then I knew I was like, okay, I've got him. I've got him. And so I just kept the conversation going with him and saying to him, you know, let's get you help. It's okay. It's not shameful. It's not going to hurt your job. Let's get you help. And he ended up saying, yes, it, it was unbelievable. I can't even believe that going through that experience. In this clip, Dr. Corso talks with Agent Cody about an incident that happened on the job that led to thoughts of suicide. So even in the individual struggles each of you were experiencing, you also, and the sort of couples or marital struggle you were experiencing, you were able to find a way to work together to overcome all of it. Maybe there's some of a, some listeners don't know this, uh, you know, EAP, peer support, all those resources, they're not just for us. You know, our spouses, our loved ones, they didn't necessarily volunteer to be the family member of law enforcement. And that comes with its own set of stressors. That being said, all these sources are also available to our loved ones. She was able to seek help from them. And let's be clear, they're not only available, but they're free of charge. Exactly. Yes. And that was, uh, that was one of the biggest struggles for, for her was trying to figure out, one, where she was going to get in to be seen. I mean, when it comes to psychiatric and mental health, there's like a six-month waiting list down here. You know, just trying to get seen by, by professional help. There was also the fear that, well, I've had thoughts of killing myself. Am I going to wind up in an institution? Am I going to lose my family anyways? She was of the belief that, okay, yeah, I might be in a hospital and I'm not dead, but I would rather be dead if I can't be with my family. And she was scared. And it made it real hard in the beginning for us to, for her to get help. And I certainly didn't want her to, to feel that way. But they were EAP, peer support, all, all of these, uh, these resources were able to steer that conversational way. They were able to let her know, hey, we don't want to send you for something that's going to wind up making your situation worse. You know, because again, it's all about trying to take your life back, empower you and your loved ones, not add more stress and anxiety to the situation. Right. And and so to your to your point, you haven't had any negative career impact as a result of the stuff you've struggled with, the help you've gotten, nor have you had career impact in a negative way because she sought help. Is that right? Correct. In fact, there's a few more people who work that, that know about my situation than I might not have even told about. It was difficult in the beginning to talk to really anyone about it. You know, I didn't want to be that guy. But from this, you know, much like my wife, I got nothing to be ashamed of. You know, we're all going to experience stress and loss in our own way. And everyone that I talked to, everyone that was there, and even those that weren't, I realized just how many people have my back. And that helped to, to really get me through everything was how many of my coworkers had my back. And they did. You know, they would see me down here and there and they would come up to me. Hey, if you ever need someone to talk to, I'm here. And all of a sudden the story kept coming out and I was able to bring out this story freely. You know, not just me, but also my wife. 
Because again, she wanted it to come out. She wants to help people. In this next clip, Kimbra and Dr. Carcel talk about her experience with substance misuse and suicidal ideation. And that that makes me think about the connections that I've made with people in our agency that are finding their way into recovery too. You know, that's been a really uh, interesting part of this journey for me being out about my recovery at CBP because since and because I've done that, people in the agency who have sought help for addiction have found their way into my life and uh, we've created this little, little network of support and I will say I've I've been shocked and and so uh, grateful to see the leadership that we have in our agency in some locations where leaders have really shown that they care about employees and actually facilitated and helped them find their way to treatment and and I've seen lives changed and and people become, you know, the the a better version of themselves as a direct result of that caring and connection that was made with leadership. And I know a lot of people are v- afraid that if they get help and they work for CBP that they'll lose their job. My experience has been if they don't get help, they're more likely to lose their job. Because eventually, if addiction is your deal, if 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 it's impacting your life the way it did mine, it will rob you of everything that you have that matters to you. And swap at nothing, approach someone, and you really do care about them when you bring it up to them. They are far more likely to hear you and to listen. I know my son listens to everything I say. He may not immediately respond or react as if he cares what I have to say, but he listens. And Especially if I approach it from a loving place. And, and I think, you know, I, I think that is true in our agency too. When peer support and chaplains or supervisors or managers reach out to employees and approach them from that genuine concern and say, I've observed this change in you and I'm very concerned that um, something's going on in your life and that you might need some help. And I really want to be there to help you. That That's effective. That really works. This final clip is a discussion between Dr. Corso and Sal, who was going through a rough patch in his life and considered suicide as an option. And that's why we have, you know, these programs here at work. It's not to, you know, jam anybody up. It, it's to help the officers. You're not going to lose your job because you're going through a difficult time. And there, there is nothing to be embarrassed about because, you know, I don't care how much money you have or what your job is or, you know, anything that you do in life, you know, everybody gets depressed. Whether you're the president of the United States, the biggest rock star in the world, you're a surgeon, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody gets depressed. You know, depression doesn't discriminate. Yeah, that's true, right? De- depression doesn't, stress doesn't, light, life is tough. Whether, whether, we, whether we like it or not, it, it's, you're going to get thrown some curveballs. So I, I appreciate what you're saying there about, hey, just accept that it's going to be a part of it. Don't be embarrassed about it. Did the, did the initial medical eval suggest or encourage you to go to counseling? No, it's um, pretty much when I was speaking with my, uh, my 
field training officer, the supervisor, and, and my chief, when they had come to my apartment, they, they told me all about the um, employee assistance program and, you know, that I could get counseling for free. They gave me all the information. And I believe later that day or the next day is when I called up to, to find out what services were available, how close they were. And, you know, even at work, you know, they're like, if, if you need to go to counseling, we'll, you know, we'll accommodate you. So you don't have to worry about that. If, if you need admin time to, to leave work and go to these counseling sessions, that's fine. At this time, we'd like to say thank you to all of our guests that have shared their lived experience. And thank you to our listeners for your time and attention to this issue. If you do see someone struggling, asking about it may feel awkward, but you can be part of the solution. By tolerating that awkwardness, you can help reduce suicide risk at home or in the workplace. If you see someone struggling and you want to say something, simply ask, are you okay? Can I help? And then ask them if they are thinking of ending their life. It really does make a difference. Again, thank you to our guests and to our listeners for tuning in. Thank <laughs> you.